I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Uh, Penrith first, as they are playing Manly. We've got their, their squads just here. Um, so Penrith for the year, oh, look, I think they're red hot. They're red hot. Any team with Nathan Cleary in it, and then you look at the squad that they have, uh, they showed on the trials that their youth is probably the best in the NRL. Not even probably. I think that you'd be hard-pressed not to say they've got the best youth in the Couldn't NRL. Couldn't put them outside of the top three. No way. No way. Uh, where's your head at with Penrith? Yeah, I, um, I think they will be a top... Two team, I think at worst they could finish fourth. Um, yeah, I think that they will. I think they'll be an interesting side as far as you got to remember they've been to two grand finals in a row. Takes a lot out of the tank, especially after winning it last year to come back from where they did. So, s- sort of similar to what they did this year. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if you see this Panthers side just keep their head above water until finals time. Yeah. Um, for me. They're going to be in the top four. I know that. It's all about just tapering at the right end of the season, Mm. which is going to be their biggest challenge. But I would argue that they handled it last year better than possibly anyone ever has before, Mm. to be honest with you. Yeah, I look at this Panthers side. This is going to sound absolutely backwards and almost stupid to an extent. But in my opinion, I'd almost be aiming not to win the minor premiership. And it sounds crazy. Like, are you serious? But I just think that three grand finals in a row after you win... You go and win the minor premierships the year before. Um, then obviously this year they they didn't and it, it did better. I remember at the start of last year I said I actually want the Panthers to be like that because it's so hard to be redlining the whole season and go through and win it with with especially with how competitive that top four is and how on any day one of those four sides can beat each other. So don't get me wrong. Look, if they they just kill it and win the minor premiership. Fair enough, but I just think with how brutal the game is and how just how big and strong the guys are getting to to go that far, I mean, we all we got to do is look at Melbourne last year, break all of these records, all of these records, win the minor premiership. What was it like four weeks out or something? Three weeks out? Yep. You could almost guarantee it, like six weeks out. Uh, 
they get to their prelim game and they absolutely splutter. Like they, they don't even play close to the storm they can. You look at the Rabbitohs, who a period there, we're nearly going to drop out of the eight. Well, they conceded 50 points, Matt, twice, twice last year. Twice. Twice, which no team's ever won a premiership off the back of that. They came within four points of winning it. Within a, a, an inset pass. Yeah. And I mean, Matt, you could talk more about it. They, I think they got beat by 50 against Penrith the first time. Yep. Then they got beat by 20 the second time. Then they got beat by four off an intercept the third time. Yeah, Tapering is the key to winning premierships. Yep. Especially, I just think that the game is so brutal now that you can't afford to just be... Maybe it's maybe I'm reading into it too, too much, but I feel like back in the day you could kind of just not get away with it, but... It just wasn't as brutal. It, like it was, the, the players weren't as big, weren't as strong. Their training load wasn't anywhere near as heavy as it is now. Like their training loads now are super, super heavy. Um, and so when I look at this Panthers side, I say, I, I, I wouldn't mind if they just float between you know first, second, third, fourth, you know up and down, up and down, and then save that real push uh, for for the uh, final series because if they're in with it, basically they want to get a second crack at the the cherry like. Yep. Uh, in the in the final series, if they can just get in that top four, it's almost uh, within reason. It's almost as good as a minor premiership. Yeah, it, it all. The, the only thing that matters for me, whether you're one or two or third and fourth, is where you have to go and play that yeah. first week. If you're going yeah. to Melbourne, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, even though that is a big factor, I mate, it's very. I think Penrith Roosters and Melbourne. I think they will all be in a very similar boat where mm. they'll be happy just to be in the four, mm. just to keep it all together. The other thing that Penrith have to their advantage is that most teams, when they win a premiership, they have to go to England in their preseason yeah. for a World Club challenge. They don't have to do that. Um, they haven't had to deal with a nines tournament or anything like that. They played one trial, which they put very few guys out. Yes, they got slapped, but they won't care about that in the slightest. Um, their, their, their test is going to be getting through the Origin Series, um, injury-free and then hitting finals. But, I mean, they lost both their halves at the end of Origin last year for yep. six, five weeks or whatever it was. Mm. That's the other thing about Penrith. I mean, they won that comp last year, incredible finals run. They were nowhere near their best, in my opinion. Defensively, they were, but in attack, they, that was probably their... I would argue it's probably their worst six weeks of attack over the last two years. Easy. Easy. Their, their attack was... Very pedestrian yep. and very average uh, compared to, relatively speaking, to some of their... In 2020, some of their attack was like, what is happening? Like, mm. They are unstoppable. It was their defence that was just outrageous. Like, it was honestly incredible. Um, so, yeah, for the Panthers, I see the bracket that they will land in, obviously, is one to four. I think don't even think about the minor premiership. Just think about preparing for that finals push. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't want to get into a situation where, oh, it doesn't matter, finals footy, oh, it doesn't matter, finals footy, and you start creating bad habits and excusing things that you wouldn't have excused before, not meeting the standards that you expect. Uh, but, yeah, I just think that minor premiership, it's almost becoming a bit irrelevant. It is relevant for me. You I know, know. It's just yeah. like, what's the point? It, like, does anyone really care about the minor premiership? What do they win? Maybe 100 grand or something? 100 grand to an NRL club. To the Panthers, that's one pokey. That's like literally one pokey, maybe. Um, and so I do believe that in a side discussion that the minor premiership needs to hold more weight, uh, needs to be more advantageous because at the moment it's kind of like, look, just get top four. Just get top four. I think the other thing about the Panthers is that they will be bringing in a couple of new guys into this side. Uh, Isaac Tago, he'll be at left centre. I think by the end of the season he's going to be an absolute gun, but it's going to take time for them to work in that left edge. 
I also think that your boy, Talamay, I'm not expecting him to be named tomorrow, but I think by the as soon as he gets a sniff on that right wing, he ain't given that jersey. So, so back. who who are you thinking gets that wing spot? Going off the trials, I think it'll be Robert Jennings, to be honest with you. Really? Well, I mean, their last trial, they they kept Taylor May on the bench. Um, they didn't play him for big minutes. They played um, Staines at fullback. They they left Jennings on the right wing for a long time. I, I I probably think it will be him. He would have been my third choice guy four weeks ago. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm not hiding away from that. But I've got a feeling it will be him. Yeah, I okay. think Taylor May's next man up. And I, I was think surprised that they. Ca- but the thing is, like Talon May came on and killed it. Killed it. K- kills it every time he plays. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like they must. It's, it's really like, you know, maybe they're just trying to. Uh, gate his progression, like not put him in too soon. But I think he's fucking good. Yeah, I will say this about May. Um, he has played the vast majority of his footy over the last few years at left wing. Yeah. So he obviously can't play left wing. So maybe they're looking to push him through in reserve grade, just getting used to playing on the right side. But personally, I think he's too talented to leave out of this team. Mate, I, I honestly... He's a smoky for... If he hasn't played four games already, for me, he's smoky for rookie B. I think he's only played the one. So, yeah. And, and I, I think that Tago on the other side, he's played four games, so he's out of the running. Yep. If he'd played three, I, I reckon you'd be watching these two almost go head-to-head for rookie 100%. Year. I think they're going to explode this season. Yeah, so by I, the end of the year, they'll be a lot better than what they will be in round for one. For sure. Two, if I'm... If I'm uh, you know, if you like to rookie watch, Talon May for me is, yep. is definitely one of the favourites to win rookie of the year. He's he's special, man. He he rem- honestly, it sounds crazy. He reminds me of Brian Toll. Yeah, that's what he is. Strong yes. as fuck. Yep. Good finisher. Uh, so you know that backline just goes from strength to strength. Think of a backline: Brian Toll, Tago, Crichton, May. That's a scary, scary backline. Then Edwards at the back of the fullback. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we say, oh, and Edwards. I mean, Edwards still a top six fullback in uh, this game. Yep. You might not have the highlights. Say whatever you want. He's performed on the biggest stages time and time again. And if you go and look at his stats, he, towards the end of last season, he was actually getting close to top tier statistically. Like, yep. he just wasn't getting the highlights, uh, which is fine. It's perfect for Penrith. Perfect for Penrith. And, if, so. you know, and you just have a look at their depth, the guys that aren't going to be in this side. Eisenhuth, Jermaine Hopgood. I mean, Mitch Kenny's not going to be in the side. Uh, there's so many. that They are covered in every single position. If you see Dylan Edwards go down... Stephen Crichton jumps into fullback. Yeah. I, I don't know who I'd rather play at fullback, to be honest with you. Well, I actually think Stephen Crichton's, that's his position, fullback. Yeah. Um, but you can't possibly move Dylan no, out of there all. at not the same at all. time. I just think that Crichton is good enough at centre. Well, not good enough. He's a fucking great centre. Yeah. Um, that you can afford to be like, look, we'll play at centre. Edwards offers so much fullback. Um, but it is scary when you lose your first choice fullback. And I, I don't know if you say you get better, but... You become different, and different is scary sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Stephen Crichton is terrifying there. Absolutely. So, yeah, another good year for the Panthers, for sure. They got everything they need. Uh, I will say, though, game one, without Cleary, I'm going to pick a Manly to get the win. Yeah. It's at Penrith, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. It's a bit of a coin toss for me. I don't know. I'll probably lean towards Manly. I think that we'll probably get... The shit beating out of us if we don't tip Manly just quite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a night. Actually, you know what? I'm picking Penrith just to piss them off. I'm going to go in there with a fucking. You got your Panthers 13 plus shirt or? Panthers 13. No, I would never be caught dead wearing another, another club's <laughs> shirt. Um, yeah, going. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot to say. Thursday night, Bloke's first ever live show. It'll be with Hello Sport. 
The guru will also be there having a few beers with his mates. So come down, shake our hands, say hello. It'll be a live show from 6.30 at DY Hotel. It is first in, best dressed. There's no tickets. I didn't want to charge for this and make it so that, you know, only people that had the spare coin could get in. It is first in, best dressed, and it is completely free. We're putting on this entire event that costs a lot of money just quietly. Completely free. Completely free because I want everyone to enjoy it. So get down to DY Hotel, celebrate our first ever live event. It's also it's also a celebration of the podcast. Been around for so many years now that um, the first ever, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to meet everyone. DY Hotel, 6.30 p.m. is when we start. So you probably want to get there quite like quite a bit earlier so that you can get a spot. I mean, I, I hope it's packed. <laughs> it's like two people there. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. You know what? At, some, at one stage, Dave Chappelle was, he was performing in front of fucking no one. So, uh, and to be honest, I'm nowhere near Dave Chappelle. So if he was okay with it, I should be okay with it. Just quietly, if you haven't been there too, the DY Hotel, great. what the venue? It is fucking great. The, yeah. fo- the, the uh, photo shoot we did was at DY Hotel. It is great. Heaps of big screens everywhere. It was hard to leave. It was hard to leave. Hard not to get on the beers. Um, anyway, so get down. 6.30 p.m. is when we start with Hello Sport uh, and we'll, we'll go basically till kickoff. We'll stop. We might do a Q&A after, or we might just walk around and just mingle. Uh, but 6.30, cannot wait. We'll also have bloke merch there. Uh, and also, the Hello Sport will have their Manly 13 plus jumpers there. Uh, but now, on to Manly. Speaking of Manly, I think that, I think they're looking good. I think they're looking good. But I will not be convinced of Manly until round, you talk, well, what's your thoughts on Manly? Yeah, I, I think I can finish this sentence for you. Uh, I think they need to be able to overcome these top four sides. Uh, and I, I, the Hello Sports boys uh, joke about it, about, you know, under bright lights, they need to perform. All jokes aside, I think that is genuinely where the Manly Seagulls are at. I know they're going to be in the top eight, whether they're third, fourth, fifth, sixth, wherever it might be, I don't care. They can win it from eighth if they bring their A game in finals time. So, yeah, Manly... They'll be right up there, the very best of them. Just comes to performing on those big stages, which their big players have done time and time again in the Origin Arena for Australia, et cetera, et cetera. So they can do it. Yep. Just a matter of seeing it comes finals times. Which oh, class yeah. are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for the first time they play one of those top four sides to see how they go. But So they play so, Rabbitohs round eight. So I've got it in front of me. It's They go Penrith, Roosters, Bulldogs, Raiders... Knights. So round two is Roosters? Round two is Roosters. But Pen- Penrith, I'm not looking at because it doesn't have Cleary. Yep. So Roosters, and then once, and what was the, the Bull- uh, Rabbitohs is round eight? Yeah, then it's Bulldogs, Raiders, Knights, Titans, Sharks, and then round eight is the Rabbitohs. So where's basically, Melbourne? I think, yeah, when's Melbourne actually? Uh, not till round 12. So I think that's, by round 12 is when you'll have a good idea of how the, the Manly, now don't, real, you know, realistically, last year they started really poor, came on really well at the end there. So, but I believe by the time they play Storm, even if they don't win those games, as long as it's competitive, as long as it's, you know, 24 to 12 or something along those lines, I think we can say they're competitive for the Premiership. Yeah, I think the round 12 game will be your indicator. You've got to remember Olakuatu and Schuster, they're going to be out for the first few weeks. That's a heap of punch to lose on those two edges. Those two are so important. I know we all talk Turbo, DCE, Garrick, Saab. Those two are so important to this side. It's not even funny. So mm. they're going to leave uh, a decent hole in the first few weeks. I assume they'll both be back by round four or five. Could even be earlier from what I'm hearing. So by round 12 against Melbourne. It, Matty, is that one in Melbourne or is it at Brookie? Uh, it's in Melbourne. And it's, the, and it's the last week before Origin Selection. Okay, that's what we uh, want. 
That's Brilliant. a big, big yeah. game. Big game. And I, th- I think it just give you a good indicator of, like, where does this Manly roster really sit? And there is absolutely no denying. There was a period there where I thought, like, when they lost, I think, to Penrith 20-12, to 12, and then Storm, they lost to them as well. I was like, no, I think they're competitive. They're probably where they should be. Like, they're not a top-four side yet at that time. Uh, but I think it did confirm everyone's biggest fears. And Girdler was the first one to say it. I wouldn't consider them... Flat track bullies for me, I just, I don't, the term doesn't really make sense to me. Well, not doesn't make sense. I just don't like rolling with it just because it has such an aggressive like. I just, it just, if you get beaten by a team that is above you on the ladder by a substantial, like let's say you get beaten 20 to 6 by the Panthers and you're fifth in there first, you would, you would argue, well, is that not probably where they should be? But I understand that the idea that they play the best teams and they didn't get close to them. So they're not the premiership threat that we thought they were last year. Yep. So Gerdler was right, regardless. He was right that they weren't the premiership threat we thought they were. Um, whereas this year, with more experience, because we have to remember a lot of like Schuster, Olakowatu, um, even Harper, Parker, Saab, Garrick, these are all relatively young players. They're, this is not an old... You didn't know them two years ago. 100%, absolutely. Um, so I think their, their biggest... At any team with Tom Dravojevic and DC seven and four and at six can can challenge into that top four on the ladder. How many games does Turbo have to play to win a Dally M? Oh fuck. Fifteen? Fifteen? I was listening to uh, About Even during the week. Mm. Michael Pride did a little section where he went through um, all the guys and go and have a listen to Michael talk about this on about even to get it exactly right. But he went through all the guys that have had stellar seasons, like the top seven stellar seasons. So we're talking, you know, Hayne, we're talking Barber, we're talking Lockie 06, Mick Morgan, all these sort of guys. And when they had those stellar seasons, what happened the year after? And I think very few of them were in the top 10 for the Dally M the year after. Wow. Turbo, obviously, he's a different beast, but... We would have said that about those guys mm. as well. So something to consider there. I just I just think the modern rules and everything are so suited to Tom Trevojevic. It's not even funny, though. I think the, the argument, and this is to not to say that those other players um, weren't the same as Tom. There might be some that weren't. Like, for example, Ahane, he did have a tendency to go good year, okay year, good year. And also he would float in and out of games. Don't get me wrong, on his day, one of the greatest... Um, players you know we've seen the difference i feel with tommy is though is that he forces his way into a game just by taking hit ups so unless he's injured he's gonna find a way to break you now are you the melbourne storm that can withhold it or are you the roosters or the top tier teams you know that's that's the thing that there may be teams that are lower than manly that try to contain turbo but they don't have the cattle to do so and that's why i don't think that he's going to have a quiet year i think that he forces his involvement in the game so much that he's going to break you eventually he's going to a lot like some of his tries were one-off hit-ups off the ruck and so if he's always there ready to do that you are going to be loose at marker you are going to be loose at a and you're going to be loose at b and even c so i i personally and on top of all of that i also believe that he hasn't had like a full year of footy really uh, maybe outside of one. So I don't think fatigue is going to be an issue for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think he's going to have a big year again. Is it going to be as good as last year? Maybe not, but I think, I, I think he's going to have a big <laughs> if year. If it's not as good as last year, that's oh. not an insult. Yeah, not any. at all. And I, I, the, what stood out for me last year, and exactly what you just said, my favourite thing about Turbo last year, and it'll sound weird 
but how selfish he was because he needed to be at times. Mm, yeah. If he saw that A, B or C was scattered, he'd push front rowers out of the way. I need to have the ball on this play. Absolutely. This is, and that's so dangerous for every other team in this competition that that's his mindset. I know he's a nice guy, and but having that mindset has just turned him into a different prospect. Well, he's, he's realised, you know, I think Manly would have taught, spoken internally. I think DC would have spoken internally. Guys, when he wants it, he gets it. Yep. He's not he's not like a, a front rower where you're like, bro, stop ruining plays by taking one off hit ups because you want the ball. He's a guy that you you need to give the ball as much as possible. There was a try that he scored last year that was a standout for me and you know, it probably wasn't the one on highlight reels, but Manly made a break down the left edge. I want to say they were playing Canterbury and they went down the left edge and he was in support. The guy dummied and got tackled by the fullback and he ran through the play the ball. Then he ran back around and he got it on the same tackle yep. and just went unce and scored. Try. Just that mindset of just there's 11 other guys that could get the football here, but I need to have the ball in yep. my hand right now because they're on the back foot is... It's terrifying. Well, you know what it's like? It's, like? it's why Teddy, outside of the first six months of Roosters, hasn't had a quiet year. He hasn't had a bad year. You know why? Because he's constantly in the game. You know, he's taken 25 to 30 hit-ups, or not hit-ups, but runs every single game. So he forces, you're, you're going to stop off eventually. You're going to miss a tackle. You're going to fall off. You're going to give him a try assist. Um, and Tom Trevojevic is of that similar ilk. Um, look, I think it's going to be a good year for Manly. I think that... Anything less than a premiership threat is a uh, is a disappointment. Anything less than I agree with your sentiment of they can be top eight and that's all that matters for them because they have such an ability to just go on these runs. I still probably would have them in my top four though. I think they should be a top four team. Thoughts? Yeah, look, I've got Penrith, Roosters, Melbourne. I'm confident they're all going to be top four. That last spot. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Parramatta, Manly, mm. Cronulla at a stretch. I probably think South Sydney. Yeah, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll get to South Sydney, get to them. Oh, I think Manly can be a top four team. Uh, I don't think they'll be a top three team. Okay. No, yeah, I, I, I'd probably agree with that. I agree. Like, I, for, I know we've got certain brackets. If I was being, like, if we could be more accurate, I would actually say fourth to eighth is where I would play, place them yep. in the sense of, like, They'll probably finish fourth, but I can see them having periods where they slump off a bit. You know, maybe during Origin they, they struggle a little bit, then they come back out. Well, that's going to be the thing. They're, they're, they're going to be missing these two edge back rowers for the first five to six weeks. They're going to get them back for five to six weeks. Then they're going to go into the Origin arena. Uh, they're going to lose, obviously, a couple of <laughs> nearly all their big stars. Mm. Uh, DCE, both Travojevic's. Um, that's if anyone else. Schuster was tipped. Schuster could be there. He was yep. tipped in to make that um, New South Wales squad yep. recently. Um, there's a couple of other guys that could potentially end up there, but um, yeah, I yeah, I could. I wouldn't. I would never say that they can't win a competition this year. No way, you can't rule them out of it. But it's just about owning those big stages, and this is where Tom and Jake can take their game to that next level. Which it's not a matter of is that going to happen. It's a matter of when is it going to happen for mm. me. And if it's this year, I won't be shocked in the slightest. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think great year for Manly. I'd probably put them around that fourth position, fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, I think if they finish eighth, even though it's still good for them, that's still a disappointing year. And I think like, so. I think seventh, eighth for them, disappointing year. I think uh, fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, good year. Above fourth, great year. If they if they finish fourth this year, let's say they finish fourth, they get into finals and they go out in straight sets. I mean, there's going to be a bit of pressure on Manly, isn't there? Yeah, for like, sure. They're going to. Uh, you know, respectfully, and this is respectfully to both clubs, if they, if they go out in straight sets this year, they start to look a little bit paramatory to me. Are they going to be able to go to that next step mm. or not? It's a big year for both of those clubs for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, the, the, I guess the difference, I think it's actually probably more concerning for Manly due to the fact that DC and Foreign are 30, 31 or 32, around that age, uh, whereas Moses, Gutho, Reed Money's obviously leaving. Dylan Brown, they're like Mo, Moses. I think is twenty six. Yeah, Gutho's twenty six. Uh, Brown is 21, 22. So they've still got quite a bit of time in saying that they are losing quite a bit of their roster. But we'll get to to para when we get uh, in a few. Um, yeah, look, I, I wouldn't if they make top four and bounce out in straight sets. I wouldn't say it's pressure signs yet because when you, we have to remember that this roster, you know, twelve. 16 months ago was considered a bottom tier roster without Tom Trevojevic, obviously. Um, whereas I feel like, you know, Desi has turned this roster of a, a bunch of players that were, you know, very fringe, very fringe first graders into high quality um, first graders. Now, hopefully they can get Nasi Fainu back because that's the forgotten man. Hopefully he gets cleared because him back at nine. Well, if wow. he gets cleared. Holy, that changes, that changes a lot. everything. Because Croker has been banned. one of Croker is one of my most improved players of last season. But Fainu is an out and out good yeah. hooker. Yeah, I mean, Kro- they, Kroger's done incredibly well, but he just doesn't have the upside that Fainu does, and that's probably what they need at the moment. Mm. I, mate, the scary thing about Fainu is that when he was playing, it was the old rules. He is yeah. so much more <laughs> suited to the modern game. It's not even funny. Like, Manly let go of Appy Curacao because they had this guy. Yeah. Look how well Appy's done over the last two years at Penrith. Mm-hmm. Nace could be anything if he returns. Mate, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, when it comes to rookies, obviously cooler. You know, he's, he's actually signed until 2024, so that's great by Manly. So smart. Uh, another guy that I think we should watch is K.O. Weeks. Yeah. But I think cooler could challenge for Rookie of the Year. Uh, K.O. Weeks also, uh, he was really impressive to me. Um, yeah. I think it was uh, DCE came out and said the other day that uh, uh, he was asked about Cooler for round one and he sort of said, look, it's going to take a lot for him to knock one of the other guys out of the starting team, Fair which personally I like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I tell you what, it's going to get the very best out of the other two centres knowing that they've got a Ferrari waiting behind them. And if they, you know, either of them could only be an injurious suspension or a couple of bad reads away from giving this kid a shot and you don't want to give him a shot. No, no way. And also, the fact that they're even talking about, like, oh, it's going to take a lot, it means that there is pressure there and it exists now. Yep. The, the, the pressure that probably wasn't there last year for them is right there and his name is Cooler, which is good because, you know, maybe we, re- we have to remember Harper and Parker were fantastic for the... During the season, they were fantastic for Manly. So, so good. So... If it takes their game to a new level, then that's even better for Manly. And I mean, mate, it was this time last year we were sitting, we would have been sitting here saying Curtis Sirenen's going to be on one edge, Andrew Davies going to be on the other. They both get injured. All of a sudden, you got these two second rowers that could yeah. play Origin now. Yeah. Sirenen never even got a look in it. He's not there anymore. Yeah, we got because moved these on. two. So, yeah. 
Mate, if you're, if you're in this side and there's good guys underneath you, you don't want to give them a sniff because you might not get your jersey back. No, absolutely. So I think it's uh, very promising signs for Manly. Very promising signs. I mean, mate, even um, Georgie Tafua. I know. It's like he's fallen off the side of the earth. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's just insane. Like, and they probably won't re-sign him either. It's unbelievable. Unless he takes massive pay cut, which, you know, he's probably earned. Yeah. It was only, what, two years ago we were watching highlights of Tafua absolutely wreck Munster. Poor bloke. That went worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Shows you how, like, Manly, I just cannot believe that, like, three years we were sitting there hearing reports of, like, their, their uh, facilities are terrible, their roster needs a complete explosion, uh, you know, will Tommy ever get his, you know, back on the field to, holy shit, they might have the best juniors or reserve grade in the comp. I was thinking the or, other day. As in one off. Yeah. Sorry. Do you remember the first five weeks last year where they, they looked like a park footy side? Right. All, there was all this pressure on Des and everything. Can you imagine if Turbo, instead of that being a four-week injury, if that was a 10-week injury? I mean, if it kept going the way it was... They would have moved him on. They would have moved him on and they would have been up shit creek. Yep, yep, yep. Like, thank God he came back when he... Imagine if he was out for the year and we still had an untapped Mate. what Tom Trevojevic has. Desi would be gone. I reckon a few of the others would be... <laughs> Looking around. I reckon Desi and DC would have been gone. I reckon Curtis Irinan would still be there. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't reckon they would, they would have got the best out of these young kids that yeah. they had. Like, the side would look completely different off the back yeah. of that hamstring healing a few weeks. And like DC ended up turning his season around. Yep. He played really well last year as well. Uh, and what's interesting about that as well is they were actually someone like was asking Desi Hazard, do you need to bring in someone to help you? You could tell Desi was like, are you serious? I actually um, had a discussion and it was, it was actually my first rodeo. Yeah. Like bro. Um, I was actually a discussion online yesterday and this was a good discussion. Just talking about Desi's role and what happened at the doggies. And, and I'm of the mind that although Desi made mistakes, there is no doubt that he absolutely, I feel it is like shockingly clear now. He was not the problem at the Bulldogs. I feel like he has proven, you know, when he went to Manly, Manly were lower on the table than the Bulldogs. Then he took Manly to obviously a premiership threat now. We're having a discussion, though, um, about basically how good of a coach Desi is. And going back over it, he's actually, and I, I have to recheck this, but I think he's the most successful coach out of Bellamy and Robinson over the last 15 years. He would be. He's made, what, four or five grand finals? Five grand finals, yep. one, two of them. Uh, he's only missed the finals in 17 seasons three times. And, and uh, one of them was at Doggies and then two, I think, at Manly. Yeah, like, I know people want to hold a lot against Desi because of what happened at Canterbury, but just logically, I'm sorry, he is not the only guy in the room signing these contracts. It's not his responsibility it's to It's not like, I'm sorry, I know Canterbury might just put their head in the sand and say, nope, not our fault, but kind of is. It's kind of your role to... Like, I just what, don't. what I don't get is like, I understand... Let's, if your argument is Desi shouldn't have gone to those players and said this contract, blah, blah, fair enough. Also, if your argument is he shouldn't have moved on XXX player, fair enough. I think Desi has shown evidence that even if he did move on those players that you like, he's shown evidence he can rebuild clubs and, and develop other players. Um, but it is not his, it is the responsibility, it is the role of the CEO and the CFO when Desi comes to them, if it is Desi, and says, like, to be honest, a coach should not be handling contracts. Like, that is crazy. He should be saying, like, this is who I want to target, right? But if Desi goes to him and says, this is a contract we want to offer, it is the job of the chief financial officer and the CEO and go, we cannot afford that. Look at the salary cap here. 
look at look at what this is going to do to us in you know three or four years. We're going to have to move this player on. If those those that CEO and CFO clear those contracts, then that's on them. Like that if that. I just yeah. Anyway, uh, was Desi going to the CFO and asking who should I pick in the halves this week? Yeah, it's play uh, your role. Yeah, that's exactly. And someone said like, oh, so when Desi wins, it's his fault. But when uh, when you know the club happens, it's not his fault. I said it's two different things. The club, if if they're approving contracts that shouldn't have been approved, then that is the the staff's fault. But if he loses on the field, that is Desi's fault. The comparison is when Desi wins on the field, that's his fault. When Desi loses on the field. That's his fault. All that other stuff that needs approval from the head office, that they got you got to bear responsibility for it. And that is not even to mention all the infighting that we had heard about between yep. the board and everything. Anyway, don't want to get sidetracked with that. Um, I think Desi has proven though he is a good, a really, really good coach. A without really a good doubt, coach. like without a doubt, to go back and do what he did when before he left, it was talking about didn't have enough resources. They were the owners wanted to sell the place for us. So good signs for uh, Manly now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.